Welcome to the Listen Money Matters podcast, filling your ear holes with sweet financial advice. What? For more information, visit listenmoneymatters.com. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Andrew. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters live, right? We're doing this shit right here in Andrew's house. In Hoboken, New Jersey, and with me, of course, as always, is Andrew. Andrew, how are you, sir? Um, awesome, man. How are you? Good. And you know who else we have sitting on with me on the couch? Omar Zenom. How are you, bro? I'm doing great, man. It's great to be on the show. <laughs> Dude, we hung out all day, sort of. Yeah. We had some pizza. We got a cat in a basket. No one can see it, but we got one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I figured let's let's start by asking Omar. Let's introduce Omar to the audience. Hey, audience. How you doing? See? That's all you need to know. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> no. Uh, Omar, where are you from? What do you do? What's your thing? Okay. Um, first of all, uh, thanks for having me. I love sure. this show. I think it's uh, a really interesting take on personal finance. And uh, at the very least, uh, I get a... A few laughs when I'm working out in the gym, so it's great. And um, I think you guys are a great dynamic. Oh, thank you. Thanks, man. Right. Thank You're you. welcome. Um, all right. So my story. Um, well, right now I run a, a business called businessrepublic.net, and I run a online uh, tutorial or video community where it helps people start online businesses called The $100 MBA, and that's 100mba.net. And uh, before that, before I became like a full-time entrepreneur, I was uh, an educator. I was teaching and uh, training teachers as well, as well as in middle management. I did that for 12 years. Were you a high school teacher or like a elementary I was high school and I was at the university level. So the last five years of my career, I was in a university and I was in middle management. I was like head of department. Where at? Well, I spent um, those years in Dubai. Um, I was oh. teaching at the National University there. Uh, that was a interesting uh, time. Yeah, it was actually Dubai is an interesting place. I saw it grow. Um, it's quite expensive now, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it was it was uh, it was a good time. You had fun there. I want to call it fun. It was very. It, it probably gives you good perspective on life, you know, because you see a lot of different cultures. A lot of it's very multicultural there because it's a big hub. A lot of people from Europe. From the Far East, a lot of a lot of different cultures you'll you'll meet and work with mm-hmm. that you probably wouldn't um, get exposed to when you're in a Western country or like America, where everybody just becomes American when they get here. Right. So, how did you go from teaching in Dubai mm-hmm. to running? What do you? It's it's now you said one hundred MBA dot net. Right. One zero zero. One zero. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to clarify that. <laughs> yeah. So Not the full word. Um, that's a good question. Uh, well, I got into education. Let me back up before even I started working. Um, my father's been in sales all from pretty much all his life. I mean, he was an engineer, and then he transitioned early in his life into sales, um, car sales actually, which is, has a really bad name. But you know, he was in he used was, or new new luxury cars. Like Ooh. he was started out with Acuras, and he did like Lexus. And that's Andrew's favorite. Oh wow, <laughs> luxury cars. Okay, loves them. So um, <laughs> don't don't listen to Matt. Don't listen to Matt. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I kind of grew up seeing my dad. You know, it's not easy being in sales. Um, it's rewarding at times, but sometimes it's not. You know, he's working really hard. They work seven, you know, six days a week. They're closed on Sundays. Mm. Um, long hours, nine to nine. So yeah. I, when I was time for me to choose a career, I chose something that I thought I was good at and safe and secure and very steady, and that's teaching. Um, I always liked kind of, you know, they say we like to help people and that's why you become a teacher. But I just felt like I was able to communicate ideas to people in an easy way. And I like talking to people and helping people. And so um, I got into education. Um, I uh, I was in English as, uh, they call it ESL, English as a second language. So we taught, I taught people that are learning English as a second language. So their native language is something else and they need to learn English to either study to get into university or they need to uh, get a job or for immigration purposes, things like that. So part of being an ESL teacher, it's great experience to uh, learn or to work abroad. So when you work abroad, you get you know more of a cultural experience. You understand the students a little bit better, uh, and that's why you know I I, I went to Dubai, and uh, you know a lot of people don't know this unless you're in the education world, but um, it's probably the best gig in town in terms of bang for buck. So you're gonna you're probably gonna make the most you'll ever make as a teacher or an educator 
um, in in the UAE, in the United Arab Emirates. Like doing, doing ESL. Or just stuff. doing teaching, education in general, because the country has a lot of money and they're really um, putting a lot of money into education because they're very young. They're only 40 years old, so hmm. uh, which was very hard for me as an educator because a lot of these students, you know, they'll have a parent at home that's illiterate. You know, 40 years ago, literally, they were, went from camels to benzes. You know, they... they they, wow. they lived in the desert. They were Bedouins, you know, and now there's modern country that people look up to, right? So they grew really quickly. So, but I'm dealing with a very young culture. So the students, uh, you know, they don't know what homework means and their parents don't reinforce learning and things like that. I have a bad joke. Go ahead. So in their cars, do they call it humpback power? Oh, that is a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> See? Hey, I, I, I warned you. I warned you before I said it. Um, Actually, they just, you know, that's funny that you say that because, you know, I was a teacher, so I drove a Corolla, right? You just I, said camels to luxury cars, and that's where my brain went. Uh, okay, but um, this is, <laughs> here's a, a funny story. Okay. But, you know, I drove a Corolla, and I would, you know, see my kids, you know, my students, you know, high schoolers or u- university students, and I would go and see them, like, in the parking lot. I'd be like, okay, go make sure you do your project, do your homework, right? And they're like, yeah, sure, sure. And they, they roll into their Maserati. Right, like, like Jesus, or they're like whatever. They're Benz, or they're, so they have no motivation. Exactly. To study so imagine or... teaching, like, oh, do my homework so I can grow up and be like you and your Corolla, like you <laughs> know, like. So it's like, right. so it's a different kind of struggle. As an yeah, you're getting paid very well um, as an educator there, but you're dealing with a, a different type of student. Um, hmm. But anyway, what I was, I was really good at it, and I, I say that because it was hard for me to quit because when you're good at something, it's really hard for you to quit at it because you're not sure if you're going to be good at something else. That's why I can't stop masturbating. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're on a really... <laughs> All right, Matt's cut crazy off. Roll. No, no more beer for him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I had to. But, but, but I, to, to take that in another direction, I could actually <laughs> relate to that because you quit your job to do your side hustle, which is now your real thing. Right. And I, I am tossing around the thought, and um, I mean, elaborate on that. Yeah, maybe. so I, I was very unfulfilled in terms of my my own um, professional fulfillment. Like I was good at my job, and I was getting promoted, and I was getting paid well, and I was recognized as somebody that's good at what I do for my peers. But I always wanted to do my own thing. I always felt like I wanted to, you know, build my own thing and say, you know. This is what I built, you know? Mm-hmm. So I always had these side hustles during my 12 years of education. I had these businesses as small as like an eBay store to like an e-commerce store. And I built websites for other people. And so um, I did a lot of that kind of side hustling for a bit. But um, I just started to realize that it's always going to be a side hustle if I'm only spending an hour or two a day on it. And, you know, my last few drops of energy at the end of the day to work on it. So... Um, I just basically decided that, you know, I'm not getting any younger. I need to kind of make a transition if I, cause I always felt like I'm not going to do this the rest of my life. Like as teaching, like I always mm, felt like oh, yeah. this is what I'm doing now, but I don't th- like, I, I never saw myself in the future and like retiring on it. So I was like, so when is this going to happen? So I just basically got to the point where, you know, my, my frustration outgrew my fear and I said, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go full time. So, uh, let me ask you. So you, you left your teaching gig you started uh business republic mm-hmm. uh did you have any income from business republic at that time no uh, it was actually no income whatsoever we started out with i wrote an ebook called uh it's embarrassing but i, I wrote an <laughs> ebook called make your passion your business mm-hmm. um which was a really successful ebook and we had a nice little trailer it had over a quarter million views on youtube and it was really like it got a lot of like attention because it's a very popular topic in the online space. And you were selling it? No, I was selling it. I was giving it out for free um, to just grow my audience. Okay. Uh, I just wanted. To, I just wanted people to come to my website. So, so would you liken quitting your job to start Business Republic? You know, having no income as almost like becoming unemployed with like. I mean, and the stereotypes whatever that comes with it you have no income mm-hmm. you're kind of at home you know um okay first of all it is scary it was like very, you took a scary jump yeah it was you scary. basically fired yourself you, you um yeah i did basically i 
I, I had some runway in terms of savings, but okay. I I didn't have any income coming in, and I didn't know how it's going to come in, in the future um, because, like the side hustles I did at the time, I kind of just like sold off and 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 stopped focusing on them because I was fo- going to focus on building Business Republic. All right, if I don't, I mean to get too personal here, but how much money did you have as a runway? Because here's the reason I asked this is because we asked this to Caleb when we talked to him mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. And if anyone out there is thinking about, e- even if it's just an idea, like you have an idea for a business and you, you currently have a job mm-hmm. and you want to leave that job. Now I did it, you know, I was forced out of my job. Right. It was scary. And I, you know, and they say like when you're forced out of your job, you, you know, mm-hmm. you just start manifesting things. It's like right. you, you find ways to make money. Not everyone will yeah, have this. Your ass this. is on the, on the grill. You got to right. really move it. Yeah. So, and I didn't have a cushion of any sort, mm-hmm. um, but some people who are smart, unlike myself, <laughs> will actually set themselves. You said it. You had a runway. Right. How long was your runway? Okay, so that's a good question. Not necessarily dollar set. Yeah, sense. yeah. Well, um, tell, tell us in time, and then also tell us. Yeah, okay, so uh, that's a good question. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my own situation, mm-hmm. but everybody's situation is different because it depends on your business. Some businesses have no overhead. Some of them have very little overhead. Some have ridiculous overhead because they're brick and mortar and yeah. they're a pizza business or a yoga studio or whatever. Right. You know, um, some people their prices their 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 um their business is is very low on overhead, but they have a very expensive lifestyle. Right. Their runway is a, a month when really it could be six months because they they live in a very expensive place in the world or they have a very expensive car with expensive insurance, expensive everything, and they want to eat out every day. You know, yeah. So, um, my runway was about six months, and I decided to make it a year, um, a little over a year, maybe eighteen months. I think a year and a half by lowering my expenses. So you stretched out what your runway you had. You built up a runway. I said to myself, okay, this is my runway for my current lifestyle. It's six months. Great. Now, can I extend instead of saying, oh, let me wait longer? Yeah. And make it a year or 18 months i said to myself okay let me make it you know um you know longer by lowering my expenses so i said okay i don't need a car anymore i'm gonna move someplace that doesn't need a car i moved to new york city um i you know i basically found a you know a a very minimal new york is expensive but i found a very minimal living you know situation where i can work i don't need an office a lot of people they start up they're like i need an office i need this i need yeah, that. a leather chair yeah. we need all this yeah. stuff or even like they're like oh i need to go to at least at least let me go to like a shared workspace like you know yeah like a, a ga or they don't do that anymore but or like, like whatever. we work or whatever exactly which is expensive yeah you know i mean the minimum if you want to dedicate a space is like a grand you know or maybe even like 500 like 12 to, to 14 or something at least in new york yeah, yeah so i factored in okay i need a place to work that it like like that, I, a, a good enough place where I can live and work at the same place, um, a place that I can walk everywhere, um, a place that was kind of inexpensive. It came to food and, and things, and I just decided, okay, I'm not going to buy anything for myself anymore. Like, yeah, like I stopped. I, I haven't bought new clothes or anything. You know, my first few year, my first few months or so. Or well, you're not going out as much. I mean, you're working. You're working and you're that, living at yeah. home. And it's it, it's not a priority anymore. When you're working, spending is a priority. It's like a pastime. Like I need to spend because I need to feel better about my work because I don't. I'm not fulfilled at work, so therefore I want to treat myself and buy new clothes. That's a, that's a great point. It's because you spend all this time working. It's almost like yeah. therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I had a a really expensive car when I was working my job because it was like this is my treat. Driving to work and I need to feel good, so I'm gonna buy a really expensive car. Plus, I mean, what else? It's boredom. What else yeah. is there to do? Once you're done your work, this is a good point. Yeah. And you come home. What do you do? You you have TV, right? You have TV, and, and you have internet, even, and yeah, and you have internet, and you have also have TV. You forget, <laughs> but like, there's a, there's a lot to do yeah. when you get home. So, like, I I feel like the boredom makes you like because I do when I'm bored I buy. Yeah, you know, if I'm bored I'll go. Ah, oh, you know, I could. I, I want to play Cards Against Humanity tonight by myself. Mm. So I'll go out and buy Cards Against Humanity and then play it by myself. <laughs> I win every time. Yeah, that's, that's the great. best part. It's great odds. No, but yeah, I think, yeah, the, the whole idea of, you know, I could go on, I can go on for hours talking about 
Yeah, because you whole, made that leap, and and yeah. Uh, so basically, I just decided I'm going to lower my expenses majorly. Um, I just got in the habit of not spending anymore. Like mm-hmm. I was in a bad, like most people are in a bad habit of just spending, like going out all the time, eating expensively, doing things, just buying things without thinking. You know, like oh, I'm working, whatever. I'll just the checks are coming in, right? Right. So when the checks are not coming in. You're a lot more cautious about your spending. You're like, well, I, well, I can't be broke if I don't spend it. I how did know. how did you approach like reining it in? I mean, you have like a limited set of cash mm-hmm. that is supposed to provide for you for like six months to a year. How did you keep it under control? How did you tighten the reins? Um, yeah, like, what did you do? What did you get rid of? Oh, so basically, I just. I just, I'm very, I guess I'm a very driven person. So, like, I just told myself, okay, I'm not going to buy anything that I don't need. Right. And that includes, like, oh, that's a sweater. It's great. It's 25 bucks. I don't need it. I got sweaters at home. Whatever. Like, I have sweaters I don't even know that exist because mm-hmm. they're deep in my drawer or whatever, you know? So, like, I just stop buying things I don't need. I just stop, you know, going out. Like, I, it's a bit more planned. Like, now when I go out, like, I know that I'm going to go out on Friday to watch a movie and th- and have dinner at this place, so this is going to cost 60 bucks or something. Whatever. I know that, right? So, it's planned instead of just, like, always... And I can budget for it, and I can know how much it's going to cost. The other thing is, that, like, in terms of my business, I put a deadline in terms of launching something that will bring me money, you know, to bring me some cash flow. And there's, mm-hmm. I, I really believe there's nothing more powerful than a deadline. And I say a deadline, but a public deadline. You need to make a public... Your friends, family, people can hold you accountable to... That's one level of accountability. But what I'm talking about is like on your website, on Twitter, on whatever, to your mailing list or whatever you have, your business, your customers or whoever you have on your business. Like your internet persona is helping. Yeah, you basically, you start... Saying, "Hey, I'm launching this new business or this new product or this new whatever this day," and you know, you start leading up to it, um, and that's pretty much what what we decided to. You know, I I did, and and it puts you puts the pressure on you. It says, "Okay, I gotta launch this thing, no matter how perfect it is," and so I can start making some money. And um, and then once and the, the funny thing is that like when you when you kind of make that leap, um, you want to make money, and then at the same time. Uh, you know, try to ease back into your old lifestyle, but not too quickly because, you know, you need to see how the cash flow is going to be. I don't think you're ever going to go back to your old lifestyle. Well, working for a job? No, just how you were living. I think you've learned... and I, and I That's I a feel, good point. I feel That's a really way. good point. You've learned so much in taking this leap, and so have I. Like, you've uh, learned how to be frugal where you need to be. And and it's not even frugality in the weird sense. Taking like, responsibility for yourself. Yeah, and like, you're not you're not making owning, your own you're not making your own fucking soap. You know what I mean? You're mm, buying soap. Mm, mm. You're not you're not, you know, ma- you know doing like weird cuz there's some weird <laughs> Good example, man. <laughs> well, no, there's some weird frugal shit like that people do. Like really? people make their own laundry detergent. It's cheaper? No, it's like a, well, I mean, it costs their time, I guess. But yeah, it's hey, time, but like it's thirty cents cheaper. You really? Know? Wow, I didn't. I didn't, would never think to cut corners that way. It's it's me, like me there's a, there's a weird world of frugality wow. where it's like it's almost obsessive, and you're like, mm, all right, you know, I don't like, have time making my own. Fun. Exactly, time, you know? and especially like the fact that you know you and I we run businesses. You know, it's just no, time it's is not, money. Time yeah, is money. Time I can't. Money. I can't do that. But I think you've. Since you've like it, you've you you created this runway, you quit your job, you did your thing, you downsized your life, mm-hmm. and and I I hate to use the word downsize because I feel like it's not yeah it's, you're you're right just simpl- you're simplifying let's yeah. say it that mm-hmm. way because you're looking at you know do I really need a sweater you really don't you know you can get by like no one's gonna give a shit mm. what you look like you know what i mean because for well, m- number one you're working in your house right and that's you know not doesn't go for everybody of course but uh and and i think you're never gonna go back to the lifestyle you had because you found comfort in this lifestyle and it and you've realized it's a better lifestyle yeah and you obviously have less to worry about when you have all these other things to buy and to maintain and yeah you know um stuff weighs on and you exactly and you're also not uh, we're not aware of it, but there is a sense of guilt every time you buy something. Like, regardless if you're earning, like, okay, I'm earning and whatever. And but when you're in that cycle, when you buy, you're like, okay, I feel good momentarily. But later on, you you have buyer's guilt. You feel like, oh man, I shouldn't waste my money on that stuff. Well, whatever, you know. And then, but it it does affect you. Yeah, 
for sure. Do you feel like you're, you know, so you would quit your job, you you have no income. Um, when you cut your spending, you know, mm-hmm. down to survive, like, how is, like, your stress level as compared to when you're working and spending? See, this is a really good question because a lot of people, like, I was on a, on some podcast the other week. A lot of people asked me, okay, so how do you, you know, deal with stress um, and work-life balance and all that stuff? And, like, I have the, a very strange answer. And my answer is I'm happiest when I'm working. Like I, I have a really hard time leaving work and like and going for dinner with friends, and like obviously when I go to to friend dinner with friends and uh, let's say we're sitting we're having dinner I'm enjoying it and like yeah this was good I like it you know whatever thanks for pulling me out you know but um, typically I can work all day long and I'm very happy because I enjoy what I do um, that's the exact opposite of the way I was living with my job I wasn't happy I was and that's why I was doing my side hustles because. I was trying to find fulfillment through my side hustle because I was just so, you know, frustrated with my job. It, it's really interesting. Or maybe it's, you know, it's actually really refreshing to hear you say that because I, I resonate with that, like, hardcore. Same here. Because I will sit here all night, all weekends, forever working on, on this stuff because it's like a, a passion. You enjoy yeah. it. You know, it's it's different. Yeah, and I'm addicted to the idea of, of I just like creating things. I'm addicted to even if it's just a blog post or a huge launch like a hundred dollar MBA, or if it's just um, creating a little new logo or a little headline that I put up that I thought is cute or funny. You know, I'm just I love putting something out there and creating and say, yeah, I'm proud of that. Getting feedback from people, just getting a chuckle. For me, it's addictive. I like to create things and and, and produce things. So, um, and I, I feel like we're even like taking this far away from, from money, but I, but I have like more questions like that. So I'm just going <laughs> to steal, steal the time, but like, Do it, um, man. yeah. So, uh, you know, you want to create these things, but like, um, did you have any like, you know, thoughts in your head? Like, will this, will this even be valuable? Mm. Like, are my skills worth it? I mean, there's so many people who are better than me. Right. Like, I mean. You know, That's a good was, question. It's a really good question because a lot of people have this problem. Um, doubts, like lots of doubts. Yeah. yeah. I, now, you know, I, I have a lot of like, okay, I, life sucked when I was working and my job and all that stuff. But during those years, I had a lot of time to make mistakes in my side hustles and, and working on businesses that didn't do well. They failed and I learned lessons the hard way and I, I lost money that I could afford at the time because I was working, you know, um, before I took that leap, so I kind of before I took the, I kind of had the experience, uh, and I knew um, the power of self doubt and knowing that it's all in my head, and I I, I only I only, I knew it already. Like I knew that when I took that leap, that this is I got to do this, and I know that I can. Like, I, I've done some successful projects before. I I know what I'm capable. Of. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not really good at, right? And I should focus on the strengths I have. So yeah, yeah, there are doubts, but you know. I think Adidas has like a a poster I saw one time. It says, you know, doubt is a waste of of time. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy, really. And because at the end of the day, I think it's Ford. Put this in the show notes. But he has a a quote that says, whether you believe or not, you're right. So if you believe that you can do it, you're right. You probably can do it. And that's what's going to make you do it. But if you don't believe in it, you're probably not going to do it because that's profound see my favorite ford quote if you're gonna go forward quotes is you know if people asked me what they wanted they would have said faster horses yeah i love that one <laughs> yeah i don't know why i love that one i like it but it doesn't make sense for the conversation but yeah it's- yeah no 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 but i like it a lot but it's there's there's you know there's arguments against it because um he lived in a different time that's true so, so let me let me ask you um, because I, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast. Um, I mean, you fired yourself, but they may have been fired or laid mm. off or don't have work for whatever reason. There's a lot of people who don't have work in this country and elsewhere. Um, like basically putting that onto yourself and then building your thing or finding like your space. Like, what kind of advice do you have for these people who are also, maybe they don't even have a runway. They just kind of right. are workless and looking okay. for, or yeah. just hate their jobs. It's a, okay, that's a good question. Um, my, my first like piece of advice is that you need to understand 
that being unemployed or not liking your job, hating your job, doesn't make you an entrepreneur. That's just the fact. Like, whatever. Like, a lot of people ask us, can, can I be an entrepreneur? Well, I don't know. Like, there's... And we've interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs on Business Republic, on our, on our show, uh, people who know their shit, and things like that. But there's one commonality that every successful entrepreneur has. And it doesn't matter what they're successful at or how they become successful. They could be privileged. They could be not privileged. They could be coming from the slums. But the one commonality is that they are hungry. They want it bad. If you don't want whatever you're about to take on more than anything in the world, because it's going to be tough, it's going to be hard, Right. If you don't, if you're not hungry, right? Gary Vaynerchuk, you love him or hate him, the dude is super hungry, right? Have he you still seen, is somehow. I don't know. That's what, yeah. I know. We talked about it on the show when I interviewed him. He's like, How are you still you see how he promoted his last show? Like his last book? He was yeah. like he was all over the place. So innovative. So like don't you don't do that. You're not innovative unless you're hungry. And he's super hungry. I asked him, he's like, Because I have a big appetite, right? And you have to be hungry in order to be successful as an entrepreneur. Everything else you can learn. You can learn the technical stuff. You can learn about business. You can learn about finance. You can learn about sales. You can learn that stuff if you want it bad enough. Um, and if if you don't, it's okay. Maybe down the line, maybe not. Maybe it's best for you to find a job that you're happy with. You know, um, Barrett Brooks, uh, we interviewed him recently. He does a great uh, show or uh, has a business called um, Working for Monday, and he dedicates his job to trying to find jobs and careers, to helping people find jobs and careers that they're Looking forward to to wake right. up on Monday, right? So it's it's not for everybody. And no, it, it isn't for everybody. I'll, um, I'll agree with and that. And for some people, it'll ruin their life. You know, ruin their relationships, ruin their everything. So that's my first thing. Second thing is that you need to understand that you know business or starting your own thing, it's risky. It's everything. But if you want it bad enough and you're going to do it, you're going to find ways to make money. You're going to find ways. You're going to be innovative. You're going to be creative. You're gonna be. Um, you're gonna do things and ask for things like, oh, I'll approach somebody or ask for a sponsor or whatever that you normally wouldn't do w- when you're comfortable, right? So if you're making that leap, those are the two things I would say. Finance wise, um, it's good to have runway. I mean, the more money, the better, obviously. But at some point, it doesn't matter. Like at some point, you do need to take a leap of faith. Well, let me ask this because I don't know if you can speak to this entirely, uh, but I know a lot of people who. Or they, they, they want to do what I do. Or they want to do what you do. They want to just be on their own. Mm. Um, but they have families. They okay. have the wife. They have the kids. And they're like, I can't risk it. But meanwhile, they're sacrificing. All right. Here's how I look at it. Okay. They're sacrificing their entire life, yeah. life for the things that they created. Meaning okay. the child and the wife that they married, or right. or, or husband they married, and the children they and created. there's pressure. There's a lot of pressure. There's a because, shit ton of pressure because they have a they have a certain lifestyle and standard that they're used to. Oh yeah, the kid goes to a private school. You know, they wear nice clothes. Yep, they get new lunch boxes every few months. So like, how do you hmm. be that guy, or you don't be that guy? Is that guy fucked? I mean, for well, lack of a better word, I think they word? have to have a frank conversation. I think I think I've seen some people do this properly. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, I think that you need to, if it's, let's say for example, the person in this equation is a man and he has a wife and kid, right? It could be a wife and you know, but let's just yeah. use the man, um, uh, example. So he needs to approach his wife and sit down and say, listen, I'm not happy. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a happy person because of what I'm doing right now. I would love to do this and take a shot and say, I did it. Um, give it a good shake. Let's give it like a year whatever, these are the, some of the sacrifices we're going to have to make. I'll be a better father because I'll be happier. I'll be a better husband because I'll, you know, have more, you know, uh, vigor for life and have mm. be more passionate about waking up in the morning and not being, you know, depressed at what I do every day. Um, and, you know, these are the things we have to do. Can we live if we move from a four-bedroom to a three-bedroom house and, you know, downgrade our cars? And, like, w- is that worth me being happier or and without and, and, guilt tripping without guilt tripping, just being honest like this is an honest situation this is what we would have to do sometimes when you just present it that way that's not that bad okay we can downgrade a little bit let's try this sounds exciting can i help you out like you have to get everybody on board right that's a tough it sounds it did, that conversation having with like a, a woman yeah. in my eyes seems like the hardest thing you could possibly do in life <laughs> it's funny but the honest truth is is that that's what they want 
They want the communication. They, they want to. They be want heard. you to be happy. And you know, you know what I, I found. I, I had this thought that like there was like this attraction to money, and I think that there are you know people who are gold diggers. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm lucky that I, I do not have that. You know, mm-hmm. but um, uh, it, it's like it's like almost like an irre- irrelevant thing. Like they they want uh your time more than you know. Yeah, so time is that, valuable. That's a random tangent. No, but time but, is valuable. It means, I mean, that makes sense. Or they'll, the, I, I think that as a family, they'll just value that conversation. You you were open with me. You told me about the situation that you're not happy. Um, <laughs> and they're going to just be like, yeah, I want you to be happy. So what? We don't, we, we don't live in, the, you know, a beautiful, huge house. We downgrade a little bit or we downgrade our cars or we don't eat out four times a week we eat once a week or whatever but i can't imagine that conversation where it's like honey i hate my job but i have this awesome idea for like these inflatable pets that you could buy and and, you know like you're like oh shit that's a good that's a good um situation you're talking about or a good example i imagine it happens more often okay and and my answer to that is before having that conversation, you should have some sort of plan of action. You should say, I thought this out. This is how I see things. Um, I have this idea that I already validated because I... And, I and when you say validate, you should have done some kind of legwork. You can't yeah. just quit because you have an idea because we all have ideas. Yeah, yeah. You had to have at least shown some commitment yeah. to doing Put something. Put a stake in the ground. You, yeah. can't, you yeah. can't quit and say, like, I have this awesome idea for a dog social network where dogs talk to each other. It, or, like, <laughs> an adult Tamagotchi where, like, their adults can take care of fake pets. You, you can't have, like, these, like, really... I mean, I I shouldn't say they're bad ideas, right? I mean, ideas are... I I think that it doesn't really matter. I don't really think... Okay, there are bad, horrible ideas, but you can have mediocre ideas that become successful because of implementation. I mean, Duck Dynasty. Anything, you know, any of that stuff, right? But I'm just saying that, like, ideas are worthless in my my book because I've heard a bunch of ideas. It's all about execution. And a lot of people don't like to get... Go through the idea validation process because they're afraid people are going to steal their ideas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually give a, in hundred dollar baby we have a free course on idea validation that you can check out on the hundred dollar MBA. Um, and in the course, we talk about this. It's, a, it's an unfounded fear, and you shouldn't be worried because everybody has their own life and they have their own problems, their own jobs, their own thing. And for them to take your idea and steal it and put all the hard work and legwork to it's make it happen. It's a hell of a lot of time and right. effort. I feel exactly. like, yeah, I feel like that's super I'm going to take your though. idea and I'm going to take six months yeah. and at the end I'm exactly. going to steal it. Right. Like, so it's not even, don't I worry think about it's it. Way, I think people think it's way more prevalent than it actually exactly. is. Exactly. I mean, I've yeah. dealt with clients that made me sign confidentiality agreements before he even talked about a project or So they whatever. had to pay for a lawyer. Right. And then they're like, oh my budget's fifteen hundred. What? Like why well, am I signing anything? Well right the now? lawyer was eight thousand, yeah. so I had to you know, that's all I could afford. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean the the point is it's a good conversation. You should validate your idea. You should go through it, have a plan of action, get serious, do some research, you know, put something up. There's a lot of things you can do for free, like start a blog and start writing about whatever you're gonna start. You're gonna start a business on you know, whatever dog training, um, then start blogging about it and get mm-hmm. get used to talking in that in that voice and, so and being up. I, I want to get into like some more specifics. So, um, you know, you you would quit. You have your runway six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you're cutting stuff. And then you know, we could talk about cutting stuff, but oh, you're, you're starting from nothing, right? So, how long? And, and I'm, I'm, you know, you're working five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week, whatever. Uh, how long until you started to actually make money to cover your your basic expenses? Um, to cover my basic expenses. That's a tough one because, that is a tough are, one. Are, because are you covering your basic expenses now? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but but um, the question. Okay, so you have the runway. Mm. Um, some months I'll dip into the runway. Some months I don't dip in them on the runway. You know, some months it's wait. You still have a runway? No, no. I'm saying like some months in the beginning. He's saying oh, in the okay, beginning. in the beginning. I'm sorry. So in the beginning, um, okay, I, I got my first client maybe a month in, mm. um, and you know, it was, it was one of the things we started out with in Business Republic was web design and like graphic design, like social media pages and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got my first client. So that kind of, 
you know, money was coming in, so I didn't feel it was that bad because I have to admit that had to be scary because it, it took a whole month. It wasn't that scary because I've taken longer vacations. Okay. You know, like whatever, like, you know, you go on vacation and you don't I've really never think about va- it. I've never been on vacation for a month. Well, oh. that's one of the perks of being in education. You get like two months off. Oh, that's summer. right. You like, teachers. Yeah. I, I always. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's the, true. Yeah. Okay. But mm. I, and plus I, your vacations are actually your vacations are vacations. When I take vacations, they're paid vacations. Mm. A your month vacation forced. unpaid yeah. is. Nice. Nice. Okay. But I have to say this, you know, I got to represent just like to, to those who are out there listening that do teach. I do equate the education world with like NFL football, right? Like, you know, in baseball, you know, there's a lot of, you don't get hit so much or whatever. So they pay, what are they? 162 games in baseball? 180. 180 games. What? In NFL, they pay 18 games once a week. Yeah. Whatever. If they make the playoffs, whoop do you do a couple more games, right? It's because it's so high contact, high stress. It's really tough, right? It's a tough game, right? So you right. got to have, you got to recover, right? And that's how teaching is like you have to have time off so you don't go insane you know because it's really demanding i'm not a teacher so i I can't commiserate yeah i can imagine it's so much more beyond teaching because you're dealing i mean you're dealing with the people Mm. end of it I, i didn't see all the benefits of the experience of being an educator until i left it um when i started the 100 mba when I started Business Republic, when I started doing live events and talking around in New York and things like that, like there's a lot of skills. Like I'll watch a presentation, like this guy can't present. This person <laughs> doesn't know how to teach. What is he talking about? Look at me. Whatever. Like you know, like when you're a teacher, you're a performer. You're performing mm. five matinees a day. You know, and you're doing through the. You know, and not all teachers. Okay, good ones. The, the good ones. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, the good a ones. decent one. You know, that knows knows how to handle a crowd, classroom management, things engagement, like, you know? engagement. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, instruction, like, uh, you know, most, most people that go to like a workshop or a talk, people talk for two hours and like, okay, go home and do this. It's like, you know, anybody who's spent any time in education knows that that's never works. You need to have input output. You're supposed to like teach a little bit, get them to do something, implement what I just said, come back and we'll teach a little bit more. Right. So like I learned a lot of skills that I didn't know before presentation and being able to talk and be able to present yourself and um, organizing, you know, just plans and curriculums and whatever, and professionalism. And a lot of people are, when they hire us, they're like, wow, you guys are pretty professional. Like, your emails actually are signed off with your name and not just one letter. You know, like, whatever. Like, just general professionalism mm-hmm. is very high in academia, right? Like, so I guess I didn't realize until I left. Hmm. Cool. What was the question about money? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, um... <laughs> Yeah, so I cut down. I got my first client in about a year. Uh, I mean, about a month, sorry. And um, that made me feel good because I felt like, okay, this is working. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making money in this new venture. Um, you know, the first thing I did was I, I I got that client to give me a testimonial after it was over. Um, and then, you know, I, it's funny because, you know, when you're in the services, you need testimonials so you can be able to get more business and things like that. I know people that get testimonials that with people that don't take on their service. And, and you know people that... Like, not friends. I'm talking about like, oh, I would love to work with Andrew, but I couldn't afford him. Or like, you know, <laughs> we didn't work out, but he was great to work with and he would give me all the information I needed. It's like the non-testimonial, yeah. yeah well, it's a testimonial for just being awesome. Yeah, you know? but you know a lot of companies that do service work don't even ask for testimonials. Yeah. You so, know, I mean, yeah, I that's one of the of things I did. I mean, it's stressful. I mean, no joke. It was, it, but I'm okay with that kind of stress. I'm okay because you one of the, the re- reward. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I did it is because I, I'm, I like to be in control. I like to say, I, if I work hard, I'm going to be able to do this. If I make the right decisions and I, I'm creative enough, if I'm innovative enough, then I'm going to reap the benefits. Mm-hmm. So, I, I wasn't worried. I was, it's a bit scary because money's not coming in and it's not what you're used to and paycheck coming in, blah, blah, blah. But I felt like, okay, if I do what I think I am capable of, then it's going to happen. How long was that like worry period? I mean, were you, were you like, I know you got a client in a month, but like, I'm sure it was up and down and did it, did it kind of steady at four months? Like, and let me ask, let me ask this question too, to, to, to piggyback on top of that. Is it still... No, like that. no. I, I mean, it's it's been really well. I think after six months, I mean, I have to say, I'm not a worrying guy. 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't tell you. You a just lie to get you into the that, thick of it. Well, and you do this. Well, like, let me ask: Are I'm, you are you worrying, guy? Just not in the in that particular mode? Because I mean, I'm not. I don't worry when it comes to money. I worry when it comes to everything else. You know, like no, I, I'm. I, I don't. I. I'm a very logical person. When I say logical, I mean I break things things down you're and a man. see if they make sense. Well, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> like for example, I just don't see sexist. Like I will say, I will say. <laughs> Okay, worrying is a waste of time. Does it accomplish anything? Does it does I'm it make totally me more money? I'm totally on board with that. Right, exactly. And yeah. that yeah, I'm I the agree. kind of person that when I tell myself these logical breakdowns, like it's not making me any money. Worrying, oh, I don't get paid by the hour every time I worry. Oh, damn, it's a waste of time. Waste yeah. of time. Just, and automatically in my mind, I just stop worrying because I say to myself, "This is unproductive." I'm very big on being productive and, and not wasting yeah, time. you just handle it. Yeah, you know, just if there's an issue, it, just do it. Exactly. Deal and with then it. like whatever, like. Like I know this is gonna sound meek, I mean bleak, but what if? Wh- okay, so you don't have enough money to go on that trip that you wanted to go with your friends, or let's get really serious. You don't have, you may not have the money to pay rent this month, and yeah. you're gonna have to borrow money for your mom or something, or you just you're gonna be whatever. You're gonna have to deal with it at that point. Is worrying gonna do anything? Stop worrying. Get focused. Do, do what thing. you what what can you do right now to get you a sale to work on your business so you can get out there work on that or yes. if you're unemployed get a job get a job or and, something yeah, some way to make yeah. some sort of income exactly you know and just work it out you know worrying is just a waste of time so in terms of the time period 6 months we we were okay we were fine now we're now we're making like like a like what would be a steady flow of income and mm-hmm. we didn't have to worry about it um, but in those six months, it was hit and miss, and and it was like some months are better than others, and it was You're okay. Learning. We're learning. Um, uh, you know, I, a lot of people. Uh, this is not like for me. I'm saying the story, and for me, it's just like I'm saying embarrassed. Why is it taking me six months? I've you know I spent twelve years doing it, like on the side. Yeah, yeah. I played around, made some mistakes. I had some successful businesses and whatever. But sometimes you just it takes time to to. To build relationships, build an audience, have a groove, things like that. Can I ask something more feeling-based instead of money-based? Go ahead. All right. So um, one of the things that I've realized since being on your own, when you don't don't have the obligation to go to work in general. Mm. Like get uh, up and go to somewhere. Yeah, get up and go somewhere. And get done at five or whatever time you get done and come home and do your, you know, decompress and then go do the same fucking thing the next day. Like you, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. You, and I, and I know you're in a unique situation as am I, where it's like, I can't wait to get up the next morning mm-hmm. and get started on that thing. And to the point where sometimes I actually don't wake up, I will sometimes work through the night and then it's mm-hmm. like, shit, I probably should sleep, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> But what is the feeling health-wise? Not, not, not like physically healthy, but mentally healthy, uh, being able to do what you want and not have to worry about, you know, just it's the stupid okay. mundane shit in life. Yeah, like, maybe I'm question. not getting the question correct, but it's like... Yeah, there's a couple things. First of all... Um, we're all not built the same way, right. you know. Like Tim Ferriss talks about this. Some people they 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 work best between ten and two a.m. Right, ten, ten, like that's when they get their best work done. Ten p.m. to two a.m. Because then at two thirty, you have that two thirty feeling, and you have to get a five hour energy. That's how, <laughs> that's how it works. So yeah, some people they're they're early worms. Some people they work better in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Some whatever. Everybody's different, right? Um, when I was a teacher, I had to get up in the morning five thirty every morning. Five thirty every morning because my first class was seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Right, education's early start. Yep. Right, and and as a teacher, you can't be late. You got to be there like fifteen. First, you need like a half hour just to prep and get your gear together and get to the classroom and all that stuff. Right. So, I, I was asleep. Like I was just going through the motions at seven thirty. It was just too hard for me to just get in gear, and basically, I, I felt bad. My students didn't get one hundred percent of me. You had a morning. lot of movie days. No, no, we didn't give movies, but basically I put them on task. You know? Right. Okay, this is today's topic. Here, do this task, you know? Yeah. But um, so now, like, knowing who you are, I know that, like, if I wake up, if I wake up, like, 9.30 and I can get to work in, like, 10 minutes, you know, whatever, because mm-hmm. I work from home, 
um, I'm good, and that's you got a I, long commute. <laughs> exactly, you know. So you ten minutes sounds like a big apartment. Yeah, you crawl to your computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you got to wash your face, but brush your teeth, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. So, and every morning is started the same way, the way I want to, the way I work best, and the way and and I feel healthier because I'm actually sleeping when I need to sleep. Um, I can exercise when I want to exercise and take walks when I want to take a walk. Sometimes when I get stuck at work, like I get stuck at an idea or I can't crack a way to figure something out that WordPress is, you yep. know, bossing me around with, I know. right? I will just take a walk and I just, you can't do that like at a no, job. No, you can't, no. Because they're like, where the fuck you? Where the fuck were you for a exactly. half hour? Yeah, like just, we needed you <laughs> yeah. and you weren't at your desk. Yeah, whatever. Right. I'll just like put on a podcast like yours and just take a walk for 15, 20, yeah. 30 minutes. And just come back and be like, oh, I got it. That's what yeah, I got to do. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah, so... You can't do that at work, no. Yeah, so you you can mold your day a little bit better. I know this sounds like a dream situation, but on on the flip side, I work a lot more hours. You know, I used to work, okay, from 7.30 and go home 5, 6, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then that's it. As soon as I get in my car, I'm off. And you're done. You're, you're done. Like, you're shut you down. Know, if I wanted to, if I didn't have anything on the side to work on, like my businesses... You know, I, and I, if, again, because it's a side business, I can choose to be like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to hang out and watch TV for the next few hours. Yeah. You know, veg um, or whatever. But like, I, I probably work more hours than I've ever done in my life, but I'm happy because I'm doing what I love. You're doing, yeah, you're not doing work that's required of you. You're doing work that you're required to do of yourself. Yeah. And then, like, it's very vague. Like, the, wor- the work place is very vague, like, mm-hmm. in terms of like what you need to accomplish. Most of the time, you're just putting out fires. You're just reacting. You're not yeah. really... I used to go home feeling frustrated because it'd be like, I'm so tired, but I feel like I didn't accomplish anything, right? Yeah. So, like, the first thing we do when I, we wake up, we just wake up. Over breakfast, we have a meeting, and we have a notebook, and we just we have a to-do list that we have planned out already in advance, like, what we have to do this month, what's up for today, right? And then we go, this hasn't been finished yesterday. We just go through the list, the checklist, basically. This is what you do now. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we do uh, because we have pending projects or things we need to work on or projects we're working on or mm-hmm. things we're doing for our own site. And, okay, this is what I got to do today. Um, if I can get these five things done today, I've mission accomplished. If I can get six, I'll be the man. Seven, amazing. Yeah. Right? And then you just go through and, um, yeah. You also have to be a bit disciplined because, you know, it's easy to slack off and joke around and whatever when you're at home and you are got music and you're in your jammies. But Sure. I know the deal. Yeah. So you just it's just forming good habits, I guess. Do you have any last questions for uh Omar? Um as we wrap things up cuz yeah, I have no yeah. idea how long this podcast <laughs> is, quite frankly. Uh, it could be like it could be an hour and a half. I have no fucking clue. I'm not even looking at this. <laughs> yeah, I have no time. idea either. I uh, I guess um if you could leave the listeners with one parting advice on dealing with the uncertainty of income. Right. You know, what, hmm. what, would, you, what would you say? I would say that um, this whole idea of certainty and uncertainty, it's, 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 uh, you have to really look at it for what it is. You know, there is no real certainty. Like, stop, let, let's, like... Yeah, you could have a job and get fired tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, true. It's true. You can get fired tomorrow, get laid off. You, you, there is um, no such thing as job security unless you're a tenured teacher. I'm sorry, but that's what I. That's is that my even am I off base on that? And, and even that is being phased out. I mean, even that's being phased Good. out, and that's not really like what's what's the standard. I mean, this is still existing in the university level, but but anyway, my advice would be to realize that you need to start relying on yourself. I, and I believe in this. Even if you don't want to start a business, that's fine and that's mm-hmm. great. If you have a, a career and you're excelling at your job and things like that. Stop relying on the company you're working for. Build your own brand. Build your own personality. Make sure you have something online like your blog or your website. Make it your resume. That's where it's going. You know, you need to have some. You need to. You need to have something to point and say, "This is what I'm all about. This is stuff I've worked on." So you can take that wherever you go, wherever you work. If you have a job, you don't have a job. Something you can build off on. I mean. That'd be great if you have that, and then if you lose your job, you want to start something your own. You can look, you can point to that and say, "Hey, clients, this is what I'm all about," and you and you've already kind of collected all that information over time. Uh, and I would also just say, you know, you know, worrying is tough. Money is tough. It's one of the biggest worries, probably the biggest reason why people fight or have worries or mm. cry. I'd, I'd or say whatever. that number one, yeah, yeah, you know, um, and use it to your advantage. 
and I say that because you know I use that in my to my advantage. Like I don't I don't like money problems. No one does. Just like everybody else. Mm. So use it as motivation. Say if I can handle this money thing, if I can take care of it, and make sure that money's not a problem anymore for me. I'm I'm gonna use it as motivation. I'm gonna work hard and build something or do something or get promoted so money's not an issue, so I don't have to stress anymore. Instead of being like, oh, I wish my situation would be better. Why? Whatever. Just like that is work a super it. good point. Yeah, I mean, just, it, just not even to cut you off. Take the reins, Jesus. Man. If you could, like, look. If you get your money shit together, yeah, everything else is super easy. <laughs> like, yeah, because it's a, it is like literally the most important thing, right? And if you like just had your shit together, and, and meaning like, even if it was just as simple as like not having credit card debt, is like yeah. something simple like that. Yeah. If you can control that and get that, like, is and it's really like an easy thing. It's like one thing, really. It's like one thing you have to worry yeah. about. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, well, how? Well, I my first advice is to get focused. Stop yeah, trying to be do that everything. One thing. Yeah, stole the words out of my mouth. I just said focus. Like, yeah, you know, you can sit there and hem and haw and complain, or you could just do it. Just yeah. do that like, one thing. Yeah, and. Yeah. and, and and a lot of people are like, okay, so focus. What does that mean? Do I write the word focus on the piece of paper? And no, it's over? it means just do the thing and don't worry about it. like you yeah, know what? Have a it pen. doesn't matter Nike what on that shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter what's going on on Duck Dynasty. That's not what you're focused on. What you're focused on is paying off your credit card debt. And every single day, that's what you should be going to sleep with and waking up in the morning with. Is that is that thought? Yeah. And if you can do it, you can do it in less time. You can get it done in six yeah. months, and, and then have after a plan. That's, yeah, and yeah. I, and after that plan's done, and you have no credit card debt, and I know we're going on a, a different thing here, but it's true. But, but it's like, oh wait, I'm at a credit card debt. Shit doesn't seem that hard now. Like, every, what else can I do? Yeah. Like, what yeah. else can I do? Yeah. And if you just take that energy and continue it, like, yeah, what could possibly? What else, like what is more important yeah. in life than than money? I mean, there is more important things, but I, I'm just saying that it I will know. solve a lot of your issues if you can take care of your money issues, if you can use it as motivation. Um, it, I mean, I, I have to admit, like, I got that insight from Tony Robbins, and, and I got it not because he's a book or his talk, is that he was relating a story where some of his old friends, when he started to become successful, had a lot of money. They're like, are you just all about money now? Like, and he was just like, he was trying to like take them on trips and like, hey, go on with me. Like, I want to have fun with you now that I have money. He's like, oh, it's just all about money now. He's like, no, I'm just not into poverty. Yeah. He grew up poor, homeless, wow. right? Lived out of his car, was a janitor, right? So he's just like, he used that to be like, I don't want to be there anymore. And I, I don't like poverty. I don't like dealing with money problems. So I'm going to make sure that I don't have that problem anymore. And he and he got focused. When I say focused, a lot of people don't realize that they focus. They have their their attention is being used on so many other things. They want to look good. They want to impress somebody at the at the at the work or their boss. They want to have a nice car. They want to be the best dancer in the club. They they're so all over the place. Like they're, they're like their focus is all over the place, and they're not like you know what. I, I these strength like these things are important to me. Like family or my, these relationships. I have with my friends and taking care of business and my money and make sure I'm a successful person. Everything else is is if it great it happens, it doesn't cares. Like and that's what you gotta do. Anybody who's successful gets You focused. have to pick and choose because you can't have yeah. everything and you can't be awesome at everything. Yeah, then you just like whatever. Then you just Or or maybe when you actually put the time in and you become awesome at a certain few things, then it kind of expands itself and then you become better at other things because you're so good at this. Yeah, you got it like you said it right. Like you're saying that you gotta focus, you gotta have a plan. And then once you accomplish it, yeah, what else can I do? Can I move on to the next goal and start focusing on that? But yeah, I mean that's what I would say is just like, you know, get serious about it. A lot of people they like to play things in their head. They like to say, I want to you know, solve my money problems. I want to start a business so I can make more money or have a side income, whatever. But they don't do anything about it. They don't you know, try. There's so many things you do without spending money. You mm-hmm. know? And get serious about it. If you really are going to talk the game, then go ahead and start you know, building that. Start you know, building towards whatever you're trying to build towards. Well... To wrap things up. I think this is an awesome chat. Yeah. Yeah. Omar. I loved it. Thank you so much for being on the show and providing your insight. I mean, it's been great. Seriously. What about my plug, guys? I need to make my plugs. 
Your plug, man. <laughs> one zero zero. Wait, we're not. I'm not, I'm not. Hold on, I'm getting there. Oh, you're <laughs> I just want to say one zero zero MBA dot net. Okay, yeah. now continue. Right. <laughs> it's uh, one nine hundred Omar. Yeah. You just dial that, and you all get... right. I, I actually made that joke on purpose. You know, like the whole plug joke because <laughs> that's how you get a plug in. It's not about being a plug in, but like um, we were just talking about getting real and getting serious mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You know, like part of having a business and part is like not being afraid to ask people or tell people what you do. Yes. Like, yeah, that's true. It's like, uh, you know, I, I have an opportunity to tell people that may be interested in what I do. Um, I'm not trying to sell them. If you come to my webpage and don't like it, I don't, it's a fine. Ever, it's great. Right. But it's like, it's don't be afraid it. to get paid for what you're worth. Exactly. So you sometimes you just got to be like, hey, this is what I do. Guys. So what do you do? Uh, my latest project is the hundred dollar MBA, which is a online program where you can learn business, uh, for hundred bucks. Uh, we have a uh, hundred bucks a term, which is four months, uh, or mm-hmm. you can go monthly for $30 a month. It's pretty cool. It's video based. We got workbooks. We got a community there to get feedback on your ideas, your idea validations we talk about. So if you want to check it out, it's at 100 MBA.net. And I highly recommend it personally because I've actually, you given me some access to it. I've seen all the videos. I mean, for what you're offering for a simple startup, a hundred bucks, right? It's not mm-hmm. a lot of money. No, it's not. Well, what I would say is, if you just went to the site and watched the video on the homepage, like just do that. Yeah, you'll be and, sold. Yeah, but you should. I mean, I think if you're if you're tr- and, and you'll put a face to Omar. <laughs> yeah, you'll put a face to Omar <laughs> at if the very least. Yeah, if you're trying to to if you're if you're even thinking about doing any sort of side business, whether it's selling st- stuff on eBay yeah. or it's. Uh, you know, writing a blog, and this is could this could be while you're still at work, while mm-hmm. you still have a yeah, job. Exactly. You know, it doesn't have to be. We're not saying that you need to quit your job and fucking be a blogger for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like it's not that's not like what we're advocating. Uh, but you know, when you get home, maybe instead of watching Duck Dynasty or Honey Boo Boo, you could you know maybe write an article or something, or do some, or or maybe put something on eBay. Who knows? Yeah. All I'm saying is check out uh, hundred dollar MBA dot net. It's like, because you know what, I, I I didn't go to college, mm-hmm. even though I ironically run a site called Swim University, right? Uh, but you know, when you say when you when you say a hundred dollar MBA, that appeals to me because the reason I didn't go to college, well, one of the reasons I didn't go to college, uh, is because it costs a shitload of money. Money, remember and we just talked about money, big problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more money, more problems. Less I don't money, lots of problems. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pay. Like this ridiculous amount of money. It's like I bet you I could do the Matt Damon approach. Mm. I call it that because I've seen Goodwill Hunting too many times, mm. and it's like I could learn everything I've ever need to know through. And books. that's basically what we do. Like um, I went to Warren for a semester, Warren Business School, um, and I dropped out because my professor told me that I didn't need to be there because I was not trying to get a middle management job at Goldman Sachs. I was yeah, to start a business, and um, and it was great advice. And I actually got a glimpse of what. You really need to know what you don't need to know, um, and you know I ran businesses for many years, and um, I'm actually somebody on the internet that knows how to teach. So yeah, that's, that's kind of helpful. It's one of the frustrations I had when I was trying to learn business. Um, and you yeah. were a janitor at the school and just like solving equations on the chalkboard. It actually, <laughs> was a whiteboard, and it was, it was a, a whiteboard. Yeah, it was, it was like a white eraser marker kind of thing. Yeah, and you were so. just solving equations because you had read so many books. Yeah, I was actually solving riddles. They were like word games, like mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, same difference. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but thanks, guys. If you and if if you guys just want to check us out, we're a bit, you know there's a free course uh, option at Business Republic at businessrepublic.net, and. I don't know. I, I think we can we can talk about it. Uh, hopefully, there'll be some tickets available uh, by this the time is, this, this goes live. This will probably go live on Thursday. Okay, so hopefully by Thursday, if anybody's listening and is interesting, interested in going to Cancun for a five-day retreat, <gasps> we're doing a live uh, business retreat for those who want to kind of get kick-started their business or improve their business called the Business Reboot Retreat, um, and they can check that out at businessrepublic.net. I would say there's, there's eight speakers total, yep. and personally, I think about four of them are, are idols of mine. So, <laughs> Yeah, so we got some pretty great, great speakers, and it's going to be a blast in Cancun. Everything's going to be included, all-inclusive. It's going to be just, we're just trying to make, make an experience that's fun, and you don't have to worry. You could just focus on learning and just having a great time with people that are going to be new friends. Uh, it's an intimate group. We're only taking 30 because we want to do this right. Mm-hmm. But hopefully there'll be some tickets for some of your listeners uh, before uh, before this goes live. Cool. 
Badass, dude. Thanks for your time. I thought this was an awesome chat. Yeah, I could do this all night. Thanks. We don't, have to, we, don't, we, like, we don't have to end, but we kind of have to end, because that's probably been like four hours at this point. Well, there's still some more jalapeno chips. Mm. <laughs> Can't wait. I well, really enjoyed this, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, you know, thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. We're actually doing this live. We yeah. probably were going to do another Woo! one. Maybe, I don't know, sometime this week. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I drove up to Hoboken today. Yeah, I got, and, I got a, a piece of homework for people that are listening. Oh, no. Just, mm. Okay. The homework got? is... Why haven't you given these guys a five-star review yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can you please give them a five-star review? Put a funny comment in there. Say it doesn't love. be serious. You're right. Yeah. These Anything. guys are busting their ass, giving you comedy and knowledge every time. Uh, it's going to take you, like, what? A minute? You take a minute to a just, minute. like, whatever. Like, listen to half a song. Come on. You could do this. So uh, go out there. Give a review. Because um, these guys need to be on the top of the charts. Wow. Yes. You, you're now Thank you. hired. You're an official <laughs> spokesperson. <laughs> this is going to be a three-man podcast from now on. No, but I no, I really do appreciate it. And, uh, and guys, if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. And Omar, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Andrew, thank you as always for eating uh, and providing me your chips. Because I want to eat the shit out of them. Of course. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Have a good one. Take care. <laughs> Later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us an honest review on iTunes. And for more information, visit listenmoneymatters.com. Peach out, home slice.